Hey, everybody, it's John. And thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks away so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer, over beer, by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. Hey y'all, it's five o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. I'm Augie Clark. Merry Christmas, everybody. Is this our Christmas episode? This is airing on December 25th. Uh, Right now, all of our respective families are around the tree, opening presents, making memories that will last forever. And the four of us are here. And for this holiday, we've brought in my most nihilistic governor friend. (laughs) Kennedy is at the dentist. <laughs> Brian Cass is joining us and drinking blind today. And Augie, I know you're excited about, about our accomplice today. So our accomplice du jour is Greg Dorowski, who is basically the Leslie Nope of Long Island. <laughs> um, and, and already I've heard you laugh more in this call than I've heard you laugh in 12 years of friendship. So that's a positive sign. I thought the last <laughs> time I was on the show, we, we had kind of agreed that I had a much more positive and kind of... yeah, but, but still not a giggly bubbly one. Well, you know, as, as I was ever since before, you discovered Dianetics, yeah, your no, life wait, is wait just a second, wait a second. Let me let me take us back for a minute. Okay. I'm doing two unboxing audios on this because I'm late to the deck, thieves. I, I was 10 minutes late to join our call. These guys have already started drinking beer one, and I'm just opening my Kennedy package. So, John, I don't know how yours did, but Kennedy somehow folded the two Target bags over the four beers to look like two eyes looking at me as I open the box. Oh. So I'm grabbing eye on the right. I am reaching in. I am finding well, a tinfoil-wrapped 16-ouncer called two. Uh, and no, a you're, yeah. tinfoil-wrapped... 12 ounce called one are yeah. those the beers we're drinking right now correct yeah number okay. one so number one n- number one um so nobody move i'm grabbing a black spiegelhaus stemmed wine glass out of the glasses cabinet no plastic tumbler for you my friend the hutch, you as my mom that. would say i am ready listen does it have a plug in the back so it lights up no it's it's a it's cabinetry okay my college roommate is a cabinetry guy, so of all the silly things in my home, my cabinets are fucking amazing. All right, so I now have beer in a, in a can, and now let's get back to where we were. Uh, Greg, how's oh, life, man? Check, catch me up on you since last week. Since la- I don't think I've seen you or talked to you since we recorded, because now that you don't live and work in Brooklyn, we don't cross paths late at night. Yeah. in our cups anymore I, i'm yeah. i'm amazed that you just haven't gotten like kicked out of a bar and found yourself on long island yet 
<laughs> Long Island scares the hell out of me. No matter it what the hell you out say of most about people, yeah. No, no, no. No matter what you say about Long Island, and I'm sure Greg will immediately argue this, as is his right. But there's really only one road in and out. No matter what anybody says, there's one long one lane road in and out. And, and they call it the Long Island Expressway. It is not express at all. <laughs> it's barely a way. Yeah, yeah. So being from, so most of what attracts most humans to Long Island is exactly what I have in the beaches of New Jersey. Yes. So the idea of getting in my car and sitting. So best case from my house to Montauk theoretically should take about four hours. Yeah. Maybe three but it hours. Probably could take six to seven if you hit it wrong, right? It has taken six to seven and it's never taken. It's always around five. Yeah. No that, matter what, there's is, just so many that, constriction points. So I just get super nervous when I hear Long Island, even if I'm in Queens. Yeah. Back when I was uh, living in Brooklyn and kind of commuting back and forth, you know, it could take anywhere from two hours to get out to the North Fork or four hours if you hit it wrong. And yeah. it just, you know, can be life sucking. But, you know, I think your point about, you know, the Jersey Shore is interesting because I've I've never been to the Jersey Shore. Why would you? You yeah, essentially that, have it. it. It's it's the same thing. And I think uh you know, for me to get to the Jersey shore, you know, when I have this here, it's, you know, it's the same sort of thing, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm loving it out here. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a town board member at the town of South old. Um, I was saying to the guys earlier that, uh, we actually had a retirement party last night for the town supervisor who I ran against four years ago and almost won. got, uh, 117 votes away from beating him but uh wow. out of out of uh 123 no come on Augie. <laughs> it, it was uh like one and a half percent so oh, uh, that is tight yeah, yeah it was a, a tight race and uh he's retiring now so we had his retirement party last night and drinking a bunch of scotch and this uh this number one beer is hitting the spot. I'll tell you what. Oh, I so you know what's funny? I love that because I'm trying to wrap my head around it. I don't know what it is. It feels a bunch of certain familiar yeah, no dad dad beer ways. Yeah, yeah. But I am I am fit as a fiddle. Uh, I I avoided trouble last night. Right. Actually, just did a half hour Peloton, came home and went to bed because I'm traveling today. So I woke up feeling peak. And then I had a couple business calls, which again, made me late for this call. I'm sorry, guys, which were not necessarily unheated or heated, but they're the kind where your mouth is dry when they're hung up. Yep. And they were fueled by multiple black coffees. Yep. So when I poured this into my black glass and sipped it, it's got a nice softness. It's got a really pretty salt. Oh, wait, Paul. Yes, hey, sir. what brings us together on Seal This Beer is a candid conversation of beer. What it's doing, not what we were told it would do. What we are experiencing, not what we thought we'd experience. And how fun it is to drink, not how hard it was to get. To facilitate that, we drink blind out of black glasses. Right now, I believe all four of us are blind. Yeah, it's true. Um, And I'll go back to what I was just saying before I gave the intro. So there's a really neat minerality to the yeah. water. 
really good. Like, like the kind yeah. I like to preserve in my own beer making. There's a, there is a kind of, oh God, I don't want to say oxidization, but it feels like overall there's a depression of some, so, like where there should be peak, Greg, help me out here, where there should be peaks on some of these flavors I'm getting, they seem to get cut right off. So, As so they... me, my, where my head is at on this, and you know, it's kind of funny because I think uh, I, I seem to recall, and I could be misremembering that I actually brought a Miller High Life one time to the blind. You used to be that shithead. You used to be that yeah. shithead. I remember that guy. I like that. Yeah, busy sabotaging all of craft beer by pretending <laughs> a Miller High Life is as good as a bleat. But but the reason that I'm thinking about that is, you know, you I, saw what I did there, John Hall. I did. <laughs> Pretty proud of that. I feel like I landed that perfectly. You anyway, you are a wordsmith. <laughs> um, but the reason I bring that up is because I do, and I think where you're getting some muted flavors, I'm getting maybe like a hint of corn or something like yep, that. Yep, that's where I'm. I'm. Yeah, I like that corn note for sure. Yeah. But yeah, so so there's. Not not hops, but they're not doing anything that makes me go, oh, those hops are doing this. Yeah, yeah. They're, I think mostly for me right now, it's driven by the salinity. I don't want to say salt, but, you know, salts, not yeah. NACL. Um, it's a hard water profile, I guess is what I'm saying. But on a soft beer, does that make sense? I think, I think corn may be the key. I like your corny note. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's definitely corn. I think there's minerality to it. Um, and you know, I'm I'm actually I'm excited to see what it is because it's I'm really enjoying it right now. Yeah, there's a soft fruitiness to it as well that yeah. I'm like yeah that I'm really kind of digging. But Augie, you, you said dad beer earlier, and that's oh, this is a dad beer. Yeah, that's beer, that's one I of those 100% things. I hundred percent guarantee you, whatever beer this is, is in that book my dad was part of. <laughs> like, um, I promise you, if I open the Great American Beer Book from 1982, whatever beer this reveals is in there. Yeah. But I bet you it was in a green glass bottle and a little skunkier back then. But the, I don't know. I I like where Greg is coming from this morning and that this is just that nice little respite after uh after a big night out kind of thing. Yeah. This, this also, when he said that, because, you know, I, I was out last night, but came back in okay shape. Um, This is for me, dive bar day drinking. Yeah. Mm. Dive bar, dive bar day drinking. But the other thing I want to throw in there is, and, and maybe it's just the conversation you guys are having, but if you ask me for a food pairing for this, it would be, you know how every single diner menu in the world has the same plate with a cute name on it? Like if you're near the shore, it's the fisherman's breakfast. And if you're in the woods, it's the woodsman's breakfast. But it's like the two eggs, toast, and potatoes that they add a couple meats to thing wherever you are. Yeah. That's the right pairing for this beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that that that's really good. That draws to mind. Uh, you familiar with the uh, Palace Diner in Biddeford, Maine? I am uh, not. I am not. What well, I've been. Pull. I've. I. I've been there. Actually, yes. Fuck off, John Hall. You've yeah, lived that, your best. That life. place is freaking awesome. But the reason I bring it up is they have uh, Coors Banquet cans that just are are perfect with their kind of uh, you know take on diner food. Yeah, uh, gotta go there. Their their uh, their tuna melt was was best tuna melt in the world. Wow. Yeah, high that's, praise. That's high praise. Yeah, whoa. Um, and I'm a tuna melt guy. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what we call you for sure. All right. With uh, sacred wait. profane up there, there's definitely reason to go up there and drink some beers too. Also oh, true. Hey, Cass, arrange a collaboration for me with whoever he just mentioned. <laughs> okay. Make make sure you're canning it. We are. All right. So let's do a reveal for this beer because I think we've talked about it enough. And yeah. the other thing I want to talk about is I just opened a box that came along with the Kennedy box from Greg. Yeah, man. We sent you some new beers that uh, Cass actually helped us uh, help us can. So uh, they are Slims. They are Sleek. Yeah. Um, Sleek. Sleek is the preferred collaborations. One's called Collaborations. One's called Invocations. Yeah. Uh, Invocations is Peach. Yeah. I will ask you to pick which one I will sip, but I will ask you to consider that if one of them is more wickedly flavorful than the other, it might fuck up my can too tasting. All right, that that's that's very interesting. Um, I think we should probably do the peach first. Okay. I do have to say that uh, it is pretty carbonated. These are a hundred percent can conditioned. Yeah, and just so you know, you didn't need to say that. Okay. This thing is like a pimple that wants to pop in my head. Yeah, it is fucking so. tight. <laughs> All right, so I'm pulling out a Belgian tulip. Yeah, from the from the give it its best chance. Yeah. Hey, uh, by the way, beer one. Oh yeah, reveal. Genesee cream ale. Yeah, oh, beer here. Beer. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. It, it is happy to see me, isn't Pri- it? Greg? Pride of Rochester. <laughs> yeah. Which, when, uh, oh, wait. 20, so that's wait. Twenty twenty four. That's our year. Garbage plate, but that's what this wants. Yeah. So you know how this is Genesee, you said right? Just straight up Genesee, not not yeah. a other Genesee, half variation of Genesee cream ale. Yeah. All right, so in my mind, I think there was a bar that used to do this in Brooklyn, but in my mind, this beer should only be poured draft into like 20-ounce white Frost, styrofoam cups mugs. with a thick... No, no, white styrofoam buckets oh, with Jesus. that thick lip on it that is going to, you know, that's going to be on Staten Island for 7 million years. Yeah, what, what, um, what was that bar in, uh, in Manhattan where they had the 32-ounce uh, Budweiser's? We no, went there no. with Lefkowitz. I, I don't know if you were with us, but that that Lefkowitz was... took me to this Brooklyn place. Um it was like giant, like you know the disposable igloo coolers, you know, the disposable yeah. styrofoam coolers yeah. you buy to go to one thing once. It was like that version of a cup. Mm-hmm. Filled with <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it was in Brooklyn. I I I it's gotta I be. If it was Lefkowitz, it's gotta be because yeah. the story I'm telling is him. But drinking yeah. Jensi with him. But the amount of times I've had this garbage plate described to me by by Hall, I also pictured on the styrofoam plate version of that cup. Yeah. And if you could give me those two things together, I'd forgo my eggs. Yeah, I, I think uh, this beer would also benefit from like a you know a side of bourbon, you know. Ooh, oh. boiler no. maker. Here, here's where here's and you know I never yuck someone's yum, but I'm just gonna fix you to Jameson and we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That <laughs> it's not bourbon. Yeah, bourbon's no, too sweet for this beer. Right. It is, this wants it to be is, Jameson. This JMO all the way. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like a tight little tight little shot glass that you're definitely getting cheated by. Yep. With warm Jameson in it. Absolutely. Quick pop, chase yep. it with this. Yep. Eat some loose chili on noodles or whatever a garbage plate is. Yeah. I'm fucking in, man. Yeah. I'm fucking in. 
Anyway, all right. Peach. All right. So I am smelling. I'm smelling peach, and I've decided not to taste peach till I taste tea, because what I'm getting is one a lot of pretty peach yeah. and a ton of mixed culture fermentation. Yep. That I'm I'm imagining I will love sipping forever, but might blow out whatever you know kennedy's been doing this weird thing where he kind of rope dopes us where he gives us something like gen c then he gives us somebody's you know belgian triple yeah sneaky oh. sneaky nine percenter and then so, goes so don't backs be off scared of this doggy don't don't be scared of it these are all blended and they are blended to be delicate um you know aromatically i think it it it's a pretty big beer but when you taste it, it it's really beautiful and delicate and uh what I will say about the aromatics is that I can't find any of those baby poop, you know, those those flaws that attract me. It smells like a very clean fermentation of mixed culture. You know what I mean? Like there's none of that. Ooh. And it doesn't even smell. You know how sometimes you smell sour? Yeah. It doesn't smell sour. Yeah. It definitely smells like, I don't know. French Cezanne allowed to go warm. Yeah. Anyway, but let's do two so that we can settle into this and chat. So let's get back to catching up. You, let's right. talk about this program. You tell me about this program. Yeah, while so I, I, guess, uh, whoa, whoa. I guess as we look at it, right? So, you know, you asked me what I'm doing. You know, I'm town board member in South Old Town, but I'm also uh, innovations director and now head brewer at Greenport Harbor Brewery out uh on eastern long island that's cool yeah yeah so no, it's it's we've it's talked really about you leaving threes to go there but you've now been there how long like six years five years no so i've been here i started actually here in march or no in february 2020 the month before the world everything started. yeah uh, you know, I was over in uh, in Germany with with Evan Watson and Dan Suarez going around. Uh, you know, oh my God, I never would have lived through this trip. Oh, it it was awesome. I would still be wherever you were. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in Cologne and Düsseldorf, we we went over there for only like four days, so it was nonstop. Like we took a red eye over and. Um, you know, were you in the middle of a basketball game on the farm when this idea came up and you just went straight to the airport? No, honestly, it was <laughs> Dan and Evan had the trip planned. I had just kind of lost my election. I was kind of texting back and forth with Dan. And, you know, I was kind of we were commenting on a trip that he had just taken I forget where even, I think it was to the Czech Republic. And, the land of diacetyl. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was like, you know, that looked really great. And he's like, oh, well, we're going to Cologne like in two weeks if if you want to go. And, you know, ended up jumping on and it, it was a great trip. But, you know, went on that trip, came back, uh, started working at Greenport Harbor, you know, a month in. The world changed and uh you know i've been here uh here ever since yeah I, uh, you know i started my beer career at greenport harbor way back in the day before threes started yep. here uh actually as an unpaid intern just kind of home brewer um you know i think back around the same time uh you you 
you know, we're getting started with uh, with Carton there with uh, with our, our our mutual friend Jesse. Yeah, God, was I drunk with Jesse on Saturday? Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, Jesse comes out here every so often. He was bringing us uh, canned cocktails to serve. Uh, yeah. Room and man, they uh, those gin and tonics are so good. Yeah, his, the gin and tonic. I'm also a real big fan of the Negroni uh, spritzer, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, it doesn't pack the same punch as a regular Negroni, so it's uh, it's nice. I, see, I wouldn't consider that. I'd consider that a flaw. Like <laughs> when I'm drinking Negronis, I'm drinking Negronis because I've got angry shit going. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I agree. Um, all right, so let's talk about this husk in glass too. All right, I'm I glad not- I didn't <laughs> sip your peach because this tastes like the cleanest of ashy lager ferments. Ooh. Um. Huh. It's almost like it's a rye beer, um, but neat little kind of softish chocolate finish on okay. something more bodied. The, the whatever the malt is that's giving it those notes is not involving itself at all in the fermentation notes. Like they're not, not that they should be integrated, but I can get fermentation notes separate from malt notes in it. But what I think is most interesting about it is how properly dry this beer finishes. And I'm afraid some, you know, some of the the yeast from the peach beer would have obfuscated that prettiness. So I'm glad I waited. That being said, I want to hear what you guys think while I drink the peach beer. Because yes. this beer is lovely, cute, and probably fun for sitting around with hall and getting work done this beer doesn't feel like it'd get in the way of work does that make sense yeah but there's i'm going to agree with everything that you said on wow write it down hang on of course kennedy's not here show notes john agreed with everything Augie Uh, said stop it um there (laughs) is a there's a metallic thing that i'm getting off of it there's like a pennies absolutely i i I get the same thing john and you know, we were talking before that I'm drinking out of these uh, stainless steel glasses. Right. Did you think it was the steel? That, um, man, it it's it it it's almost uh, distracting. And that's the thing. All and so that's what I'm saying. I agree with what Augie's saying. There's that nice chocolatey thing. It's like that thin, like liquid, watered down fudgy thing. Um, yeah. That that I'm getting. But off it's of only it, like, in the exhale finish right it's right not but on it's, the palate. it's it's that that fake fondant that goes on top of tasty cakes kind of chocolate um yeah wow uh, good but, but it is see, greg stop yeah. asking me why i keep them around that's why i keep them around <laughs> fuck off no, uh, but there is a right there but but that metallic <laughs> but that metallic thing i just I, i'm with greg it's it's distracting to everything else like i have to fight for those notes that that see, i think it's a feature not a bug I think it's, I know what you guys are saying now that you've said it, I've distinctly found it, but I still think I'm rolling it into fermentation profile. And now I'm interested because I think it will be an interesting discussion to have down the road is that if this is a super classic beer or a super classic yeast used in beer, I want to blame it for those people that think there's a medley taste to cans. Yeah. Because you know how sometimes when people say that, you see what they mean, but you know better because you're a pro and you know how cans work. Yeah. I feel like if I drank this beer out of this can with that 
prejudice in my head, I'd be like, see, cans fuck up beer. They most certainly that- do not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cass, what, uh, what are you right, thinking? Cass, this? make sure we get our Iron Horse money for that. I don't even know the name of the company. <laughs> oh my god! It's I, drinking it's, crazy horse all morning. So. Oh, it's definitely. I find it. I find it to be a very thin beer. I've been easy drink. crazy horse. Crazy, yeah. Well, it's it's very thin. It's light. I, I get all all those notes. I'm not picking up this penny metallic flavor though. I, I feel like I'm a little blind to it, but I, I so it definitely is cans, and the company made them blind to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it, there's also like it's a good amount of flavor up front too, but then it also dissipates and, and dies fast. It it doesn't linger around whatever it is. Sure. Yeah. The the note I want to get back to that I want to have the discussion of because it's kind of got my heart at the moment is I said at some point, um, it. It tastes like you could drink it during work. Like, you know that, that Greg, I think I'm mostly talking to you, but you know that kind of romantic vision you have in your heart of French Cezanne being something that was drank at lunch during farm work? Yeah. But, but because French Cezanne, a 750 of it with food, would never impair your ability to work? Yeah. I feel like I could absolutely, if I was like, okay, well, we drink when we work. If this was your beer, and if it's ten percent, and I'm wrong later, I'll learn my lesson. No, I, you know, I, I, you're right. I'm getting some sort of like mild vibe out of it. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I feel like it's it's that kind of beer where you could definitely drink it all day, not have it impair you, have it stay tasting like it tastes, and maybe even evolve on that. Yeah. My fear would be now that you guys have pointed out the metal to me that the metal grows. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And now I'm on the peach thing anyway, so who fucking cares? This is All lovely. Right. Oh, All right, Cass, you, you want to do the Sorry. reveal on this one, Cass? Yeah, I am peeling it back right now. What do we have here from Mr. Kennedy? Oh, interesting. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, Greg, did you get it? I it sounds I... like Greg needs to tell us because he's already figured it yeah. out. Yeah, so we got Catskill Brewery, Little Quarry, Franconian Hrot Beer, German Stout Red Lager. Special release. Yeah. What does Franconian Harat beer mean? Rot beer, R O T B I. Oh, okay. Red lager. Yeah. Oh, red beer. Got it. You have it. Root beer. Root beer. Catskill. Do I know Catskill? Have they been on the show? Catskill Brewery has not been on the show. Okay. But they're up there in the Catskills. Do you get there regularly, Cass? I do not, but we do. We do can for a brewery around the corner from them called Upward Brewing. Shout out to Dana and David over there to go visit them. But Let yeah, it go, visit, visit visit the guys Merry at Catskill. They, they, they have they have some fantastic beers. We actually did do some canning for them, you know, a, a few weeks ago, and there is some talks of, of some other things. But oh, yeah, Cat, Catskill got great beer, good food. I like this. I this like this. Cam- I like this you, campaign that you're. Uh, well, uh, you if you've never been to this together. pocket of the Catskills, this is nice. You could have literally two breweries that are within oh, ten you know minutes drive fun? of each other. Holy shit! Stop! 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 You know what's it's fun great. is right above Catskill it says "honest, hardworking beer." So yeah. somehow they planted that seed in my brain on the palate. Um, that's fun. Good job, Catskill. That's mm-hmm. fun marketing. Um, do you know what yeast you would instinctively go to if you were going to put together a German rot beer? 
Greg, I don't, I, I can't pick. I'd probably just go with, you know, our typical German Pilsner yeast. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I would do. You know, you know, I, I'm a big fan of uh, BSI 3470 these days. Um, do you think the metal is thrown by whatever they did use, or do you think it's just the, the dryness of whatever red malt they threw in? Yeah, I, I guess my head is going like, is it maybe the start of kind of some sort of, I don't want to say astringency, but but some sort of like start of that with uh, with the darker malts, maybe. Yeah, yeah I, I get that. But I kind of want something that identifies as a red lager to be a bit taut. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I think you're absolutely I'd be pissed right. if this was silky. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't make any sense. And I, I do think now that I know what it is, maybe it makes more sense. And wondering, you know, yeah. does it have some rye in it or something like that? That would be cool. Hey, Cass, next time you're up there next door at Keegan's, can you check it out for us? It's nowhere um, near there, but I'm actually the Keegan's I'm, is definitely I'm texting, the skills. I'm texting <laughs> Steve over over there right now, see if okay, I can cool. get some information see, on yeast. See if you can get the and what the non-Pilsner malts are. Okay, non-pilsner um, malt and non-pilsner malts and yeast. That's what we need to know. Um, hey, John Hall, Yo. did you get the sexy slim? I from, did. From yeah. Are you sipping on the peach? Uh, I I am. Okay, so Greg, don't talk. This is what you get for sending us beer. You're not allowed to get involved anymore. Um, in the center of the body, the center of the body, I'm getting a sweetness okay. that I'm hoping is the peach. When I look for body, this is a appropriately kind of thin mixed ferment beer. You know what I mean? You never want them thick. Yeah. But dead in the hey, shh, dead in the <laughs> middle of it. I can't control myself, Augie. You, you know, yeah, know, jump know, in, Greg. But, jump but in. You, come on. You're gonna is, give yeah. John Hall an Augie Cart beer and come on the show. You, you're yeah, but we're not drinking risk. blind, so all bets are off you're now. Taking it's, a uh... risk. Um, but uh speaking of not blind, it's pretty. There's Zero head, but the color is fucking perfect for peach. It's it's that straw yellow with a little little muddiness to it. But I guess what I'm saying is there's a sweet dead center bubble in the body that my impression was honey until I reminded myself there's peach in it. Does that make sense? Yes. What else what do you get? What do you think? Stop, stop, no, stop. No, 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 no. I want to hear from, I want to hear from Greg no, on this I want because Hall's I, I want to. Before you taint him. Before you taint him, I want Hall's reaction. Okay. Um, Come on, Hall. No, this is, I, I'm just, I'm enjoying sipping on this one. This is a, I, I keep trying to, I'm not so much dissecting because I know what it is now, um, but I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to figure out the sentence as to where I would want this. And this is, I would sometimes say brunch or something, but there's, I, I don't know. This is like a mid afternoon. What's the ABV on this? ABV is uh 6.34. Yeah. So it's completely uh, sessionable uh, afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, good thing it's in this slim and I'm safe for my own instincts. Um, all right. So what I will tell you is, and this is neither praise nor nor non-praise <laughs> it's it's what i love about a good mix ferment is smelling it right it's we've talked about in the early days of the show greg when you first came on 
I always talked about Burgundian versus Bordeaux in the wine world. Yeah. Like I love Burgundies because smelling them is more fun than drinking them. Um, whereas a Bordeaux, you've got to put it in your face to get everything it's going to give you. This is just in this little Spiegelau tulip with the thinnest crystal edge and a nice bowl on it. It's just so fucking fun to smell it. And it's got like that cinnamon I get when stone fruits are fermented. Um, and that sweet spiciness. Yeah. 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 I just, I like, I love, I'm not being mean to the way it drinks. It's nice. It's a good solid peach mixed ferment palette. It's, I'm, I'm just digging lighter. the aroma. It drinks a I've lot lighter than seven. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Swirling it in the glass and smelling it is delightful, which is the nicest and the thing most people forget about when they start obsessing on pH. Yeah. So that blending you did to get this where it needs to go is very impressive, particularly aromatically. Now get involved in the conversation, dude. What do you want us to know about this beer? Do you think it makes more sense to you if I told you that it was aged, some of it was aged in uh, red wine barrels and some of it was aged in, uh, in spirit barrels? And maybe some of that sweetness is coming from, from huh. the spirit barrels. No, 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 because it's because it's a sugar, not a vanilla sweetness. Okay. Um, but, and what's funny is I don't, I didn't detect any wood. So if I detected wood, I detected it in the in identifying the the aromatics as stone fruit because what yeah. I'm picturing there is the stone, which is definitely you know, the wood side of the spider web wheel everybody gives new drinkers. Yeah. Um, oh, I, so was everything that went into it, when did you peach it? So we peached it. Uh, our kind of process on this beer was we had a mixed ferment beer that was uh, aging in... Uh, red wine barrels, local red wine barrels. We uh, moved. Talk to me about it though. Was it a turbid mash? Is there a bunch of? Uh, no, no. It was a pretty straight up. You know, it's it's like thirty percent wheat. You know, higher mash temp. Um, and you don't have a cool ship out there, right? You pitched. No, we don't have a cool ship. Um, so we inoculated this with. Uh, with the yeast bay, one of their amalgamation blends. There's somebody called the yeast bay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they uh, they actually you work. Just made me throw up in my mouth while I'm drinking your beer. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Does yeast bay at least predate salt bay? Uh, that's that's a good question. Oh. Is it B A Y or B A E? B A Y. Like uh, uh, then I'll let it slide. I'm sorry. I heard B A E. Yeah, and yeah. picturing well, somebody flicking yeast with a with a bent wrist. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. I don't know how you add yeast, but forgiven. Um, I so share an idea. Here, I, here's how I add barrels. yeast, John Hall. Here's how I add yeast, John Hall. Put yeast. In. <laughs> oh, he got cut off. I did, John Hall. No, Wait, no you I'm did here. or Greg did. All right, anyway, so just, Greg, back to you. So. So, so you've got you've got a mixed culture pitch mixed red culture wine barrels clean. in red wine barrels. We got uh, a bunch of fresh, beautifully ripe peaches from uh, our actually director of sales, his family farm, Justin Wisnowski. 
and uh, put them in a stainless steel Grundy, put the beer from there into the, uh, you know, onto the peaches. Did you cut them peaches. and stone them or were yep. they Oh yeah, cut, cut them and, uh, and, and stone them. So then definitely that notes the wood. Yep. Um, pulled that over and then uh, aged it on the peaches and then took a portion out and put it in some fresh spirit barrels that we got from Long Island Spirits. It was a, a single malt that they had done. And uh, was it a four year spirit? Like it was, was it that a, clean? Yeah, yeah okay. it was a four year spirit. Um, took some. You of must that. have been very conscientious about dumping it. Yes. Um, took and some of that blended uh, the stainless version, the spirit version, and then some fresher kind of mixed firm beer to kind of get it to where it was. And then we, uh, you know, it's a hundred percent can conditioned with uh, with our buddies there at Iron. Oh wait, so this is can conditioned. What did you did you sugar what was in it to condition it, or did you pitch something to condition? So we uh, we pitched some uh, some dry yeast and some sugar, and uh, this so, was so like you were home brewing in Slims. Yep, absolutely. Lovely. Love so uh, we can this on uh, on what May twenty sixth. Right. Let me let me ask you this: uh, the still beer you put in the can. What did you see it pick up from the conditioning fermentation? I technical question. It, it helped, you know, and, and the carbonation is definitely a touch high on this. But it's nice. Like I, I, I'm not mad at it, except when you first open the can and you get nervous. But once yeah. that's, I like it because I don't really love peach. To be honest with you, this is purely Augie notes. Yeah, peach is like my least favorite fruit to eat. I don't understand why people write songs about peaches. I don't understand why Georgia bases their entire identity on them. But, but if it's going to be that, I feel like that carbonation lightens it up enough to where there's an attraction for me. You know what I mean? If this was thicker, less zippy, I think I'd be like, oh, peach. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I feel think like that's exactly it. And that's really what added to it uh, is that kind of lightness and effervescence and and really, you know, I think, you know, this is a brunch drink, you know, think of a, a Bellini is spot on, you know? Yeah. Yep. You want to know the gra you want to know the gravity day of? Except it's better than shitty uh Shitty Prosecco. I'm yeah, offended this, by I'm offended by bad Bellinis. Um, this is going to be a one-off. Uh yeah. So, uh, this, well, even if you do it again, it'll have to be different, right? You right. Don't that's have yeah. Stock of this. It, it it will be. So maybe stepping back from this individual beer, um, one of the innovation projects that um we did, you know, this is going on about a year ago. When we launched Greenport Harbor, uh, we were in bottles, just like everyone else uh, at the time. And uh, as we transitioned to- Hold can, on one second, Greg. John, I just decided to try collaboration because I've been enjoying this and I wanted to drink it. So do that too. Keep going, Greg. Okay. Uh, so, you know, we were in bottles. We had, uh, you know, a, a Gaia 3000 bottle in line. You know, it's a pretty expensive piece of equipment. And it was just kind of sitting idle on the backside of our brewery. 
and uh, as we transitioned to cans and kind of got the idea that the 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 broker of that also sells tanks uh prospero so i reached out to danny prospero and offered to uh trade him the bottle in line for some fermenters and bright tanks to put in the uh the back side of the brewery and build out uh you know kind of a sour cellar for us where we can do some funky beers with you know completely separate from you know the standard production that we're doing and uh these are we're calling <laughs> what are you laughing at this is a joke only you'll get and it might sound terrible but i, I literally no, just one of your times like and then zaccardi picked up the bottling line <laughs> did, they go did. On. <laughs> did they really no <laughs> okay good just you know what i mean anyway yeah. go on <laughs> um, so so this whole kind of series we're calling uh conversations okay. and you know as we look at invocations that's kind of a invocation is a type of you know conversation you know collaborations we have uh or sorry well start telling us about that beer because i'm smelling it currently and yeah. the bad part for a 53 year old man is i'm looking at the can and i can't get any information with off it unless i put on readers you know, oh, I was, God, I, I'm agree. I find myself agreeing with you again these days. There's something I felt, I felt very old when the, when I pulled these cans out of the fridge and I was like, what, what am I reading here? Like I, well, they're I, small and they're kind of adorably cursive, but yeah, definitely, definitely for a 22 year old mixed firm enthusiast. Um, or at so least the their eyes is to go as minimalist as possible. And well done. Uh, you yeah, know, I, I, I see what you mean aesthetically. <laughs> and, and, you know, on the next run, we will probably make it a little bit bigger. Uh, it can still be minimalist and and readable. 14 right. point. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make <laughs> like, me feel. Yeah, it can still be minimalist, but not I know I'm the oldest man like in the room. Ready for once a, a year, RP. my doctor yeah. throws shit in front of my face and says, read that line. And yep. this is the line I stopped reading about 12 years ago. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, I, I, but that being said, tell me about it. Cause it smells. So it smells slightly more funky. Yeah. It smells a little more red whiny, but it is in a blush pink can. So that might just be the power of suggestion. So this uh, is, is the fermentation a feels a lot more warm, if you will. Yeah. So I think some of that is coming from, uh, you know, it's a co-ferment with Carmenere must. Oh, there you go. Um, is and, that from out on the North Fork? Yeah, it's from a, a vineyard right down the road, Osprey's Dominion. Okay. And uh, I know of them. What's that? I said, I know of them. I've heard the yeah. name. Um, one of my uh, high school friends is a uh, the winemaker there, uh, Robin Epperson McCarthy. Um, she's also good friends with our uh you know kind of uh you know runs our cellar and runs operations here katie callahan and uh, we all kind of got together and uh you know talked about this idea and uh you know this was a beer that we had 
some mixed firm beer and barrels. We kind of extracted some of it from all of the barrels and then topped it up with the must and, uh, you know, just let it go wild in there for a year. Uh, so there's a bit of, there's a bit of a fructose fermentation note rather than a maltose fermentation note. Absolutely. And I okay. think maybe that's some of where that warm fermentation note is coming from as well. Fair enough. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but this, you know, this beer is fun. You know, it's definitely very, very grapey to me. Hmm. Here's what I would say about the two. I feel like, you know, every time you're going to drink a sour these days, you're envisioning it in a group of people sharing, right? Even oh. in these slims, right? Like nobody sits, like you and I don't get together for a 750 bone anymore, right? It's, it's yeah. oh, I've got this group together. I'll open one of these. Yeah. In every tasting, I imagine this does fine because it's got some real pops and edges to it that grab attention, but comfortably put you where you want to be with this type of beer. Where I think the peach one really wants to be served like the cocktail you're talking about, like pour this entire slim into a giant Bordeaux glass, put it on a plate and put one in front of everybody and let that be the serving. In a situation, this this uh, collaborations one would be like, here, dude, drink drink two ounces of this with me while we're drinking. And it'd be like, oh, yeah, that's perfect. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like it's got some edges that would stick out in a crowd whereas the peach one's a little softer and wants a little more concentration. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think that that makes perfect sense. And, you know, I think for us, one of the, you know, Katie and I were actually at a local vineyard that had, uh, you know, some of their wines in uh, their, they're the slim cans, but they're, uh, Cass knows what these are. They're a little bit smaller. That's and the 250 and the 250 slim. What you yeah. guys are drinking out of is the sleek Got to put the proper nomenclature the sleek, out there. The it's slim. a sleek. So what you're drinking out of is a 12 ounce sleek, which is the, What's the, the hard difference salt. between sleek and slim. Well, the slim is even more slender and it sounds comes like it's in smaller European formats. Measurements versus versus imperial measurements. Sure. Um, right. It's this just, one's it's, in ounces, it's, and the other one's in milliliters. No, they're both. They both can be ounces or milliliters. You got three fifty-five ml in in your hand, but in in the in the can world, it is a twelve ounce sleek. It's the hard seltzer. Nobody can. in Europe would buy three hundred and fifty-five mil of anything. It's a dumb number. That's what they, I mean. They do three thirty-three, <laughs> right? Because that's divisible. Anyway, moving on. Um, we, we we digress though. So Katie and I, I was heavily <laughs> digress. Back to the beer. <laughs> we were sitting uh, at a local vineyard drinking some of their wine in uh, in in the slim cans. 350 mil and uh, just kind of came up with the idea that we thought it could be fun to do uh, this series of beers in these sleek cans, um, you know, because it, it is a little more, you know, it's single serving. It's not, you know, a 750, you know, kind of that, you know, ideal Saison that we're talking about, Augie, where, you know, you really can't sit down and drink one of them yourself and still, still be productive. But with these, you know, maybe you could. All right. My last note is just to blow up John Hall's head. Yeah. Because um, oh, we do have to move on. I know I was late, but we do. We're well past 40 minutes. Um, but if I was to imprint all of the North Fork with a red terroir, it's that kind of metally thick skinned little grape 
more skin than juice typically ratio uh quick fermentation of sun deprived grapes some people do it beautifully well. Some people fake it with oak, but there's kind of a universal that to me in North Fork Reds. And the more I drink this, the more I think that's the thing I'm getting, which I mean as praise. I know when I talk critically of wine, people think I'm being mean, but my favorite wine in the world tastes like horseshit wrapped in a cherry. Um, but what I guess I'm saying is I feel like if there's a trick to this wine that needs attention from you when you talk about it is I think you've preserved some of the grape terroir in the beer fermentation because the more I sip it and the more I think North Fork Carmenere, I'm like, yep, that's exactly what that fucking tastes like. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's it's a very interesting, you know, to kind of take on on the region, you know, and when you look at it, you know, a lot of folks when they started out here were doing Merlot. You oh know, yeah, terrible they, years on the North Fork. You know, they tried to shift over to Cab Sauv, and that kind of failed because you know we don't have the long ripening season out here. You also uh, don't have a single fucking hill. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, you know, then people I think had some success with Cab Franc, which can yep. be really good out here. Um, Sometimes Cab Franc. Who's the Italian guy with the black labels that makes beautiful Cab Franc out there? Uh, Anthony Nappas. Thank you. Go on. So funny enough, uh, I actually in 2018 did a harvest with him at Raphael Anthony Napa Vineyards. And uh, that's where we source all of our barrels from. He's a good personal friend. Oh, perfect. And those barrels must be fun, right? Because they're all using very new French oak. Yeah. to kind of tone down what I'm talking about. So you must get deeply fucking stained, fresh, vanilla so, oak so to fuck it's with. It's actually kind of a mix of both. Anthony is is one of these guys who also tries not to kind of over-oak things and really yeah. kind of let, you know, we were doing all uh, wild ferments, so he's not pitching yeast into anything. Um, he's only putting yeast nutrient in. Uh, if fermentation is starts to struggle and right. it's really kind of that low intervention winemaking uh only minimal you could just call it winemaking yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i hate when people think microoxidation and beet juice is normal go on yeah, yeah no absolutely well that that is you know who knows you know <laughs> it's the difference between being a vintner and a winemaker but go absolutely. on absolutely um, and there are, you know, there are some people that are, you know, using a lot of new oak, but, you know, some of these barrels, you know, some of these barrels that went into here, you know, five, six, you know, turns of wine through them. So Fantastic. they are neutral, which is nice. And, uh, you know, I think in both of these beers, you know, all of the beers went through oak and they, uh, you know, I don't get a ton of that, you know. Well, yeah, well, we talked about the peach one. I couldn't pick it out as oak. So that's, yeah, that 100% confirms what you're saying there. Yeah. This one, I'm definitely getting the wine, though. And that may be why my head's on the barrel. Yeah. Anyway, we do need to tie this up. As always, you're always welcome back. I fucking love talking to you. I definitely love drinking with you. And I think this is a very special format for our thieves at home for Christmas because we oh, got well, four huh? beers in us and real dialogue. And they were all kind of nice. Did Kennedy know you were sending us these beers when he picked these two loggers for us? 
Uh, no, he did not. And I, I actually didn't tell him what I was shipping you even when he gave me your addresses. So this... Cass totally fucking spoiled it. Cass is like, he's sending you sour beers. I just canned them. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you the text if you need to see it. He doesn't I'll, need I'll to see it. You this week, <laughs> and hey, and I, I heard from Steve at Catskill. There is Wireman Kara Red in there and Pilsner Malt. And he Wireman, says, you say? Wireman, yeah. And he said there standard lager yeast then he gave me the contact to the other brewer for other confirmations so we won't have that until next episode uh, if we talk about it. it's like you asked the you asked the me instead of the greg yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah that's uh, exactly what just happened you got on the phone with me and i'm like it's probably citra right I, I wrote a check for vireman red <laughs> yeah well hey write us letters about your favorite rot beer uh and other things steal this beer podcast at gmail.com other things yeah. you know whatever you want to write us about sure, we probably yeah, have no, answers yeah. uh, even if we don't we'll give you answers <laughs> follow us on all social medias at steal this beer we're trying to break three thousand followers on instagram so you know follow us up and uh, tell Just your friends follow us follow and along. share the follow Tell people to follow us. Be like, nothing's funnier than that one day a year when Cass dumps everything on Instagram. Yeah, and, uh, you know, see what we're drinking on Untapped. And uh, what else? Oh, yeah, Patreons. Thank you guys so much. Kicking in those ducats. Paid for these lovely cream ales and lovely lager here this morning. And, uh, yeah, Greg, where can I find you? Well, actually, more importantly, Greg, where can they find these cans? Do they have to come to you or did you send some out? No, so we uh we we actually put together a gift bundle for the holidays of this. You know, a four pack of each of these two limited edition glasses. They can go on our website, uh, greenportbrew.com or uh, you know, Instagram greenportbrew. And nice. uh, yeah, Cass, how well, are these doing on the secondary? Well, we, we don't know yet. Really... They just hit the market. Yeah, we just. I'll let you know. I'll let you know when I trade the cans that Greg sends me. <laughs> let, let me let me know what we can get for these because I'm in the market. All right, um, all right, y'all. We appreciate you. It is Christmas officially, even though I'm sure none of you are listening to this unless your uncle started a big fight. Uh, anyway, Merry Christmas, Merry Happy Christmas. New Year, Happy all your holidays. Sleep well, be amazing, drink good beer, stop fucking buying. I don't know, seltzer and get back to us. Anyway, get at us, y'all.